Welcome back, everybody. This is the Hop Nation USA podcast. I am Adam, one of your hosts. With me is Steve. Hello. He, of course, is always happy to be here, beaming with pride to be here on the show. Yes, I invented the show. It is my baby. You, I have to be proud of it. You did. You did. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm riding your coattails, and I'm all right with that. Cool. Yes. Uh, but uh, we're back on the road again. Yeah. Hop Nation USA can't, Central can't hold us. No. We broke out again. Broke out. Still touring as we can. Yes. Before the snow comes and we decide not to tour anymore. <laughs> and we hibernate and become <laughs> bears. <laughs> and we just drink stouts all day, every day. And we go back doing Zoom shows. <laughs> yes. Yes. But we are live on location here in beautiful downtown Pittsburgh at the new Sly Fox Brewery and Pizzeria. Is that uh, is an adequate term, phrase, unit to use? It's uh, it's in transition, so we'll we'll go with that for now. Okay, all right. <laughs> patent pending, patent pending. But yes, we are here live on location, and of course, that means that we're talking with people. We're talking with the representatives of Sly Fox Pittsburgh Two, because this is their second location. And we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, that voice you heard was was Ryan. You're. Uh, this is not your first time on the show. It is not. It would be more accurate to say it's. My second time yes. on the show. That was episode 122, if I remember correctly. Two yep. for both of us. That was, that was a fine show. And that other other voice is Kyle, general manager. Kyle, welcome back to the show. Absolutely. Uh, and Happy they, to be here. They are here for one specific reason, revenge. They are what? here for <laughs> revenge. Because up until this summer, the previous episode of Sly Fox on the Hop Nation USA podcast oh. was the number one listened to show. Out of all of the shows, but over the summer, uh, they got kicked off the, uh, off the top of the mountain, and they got a hold of us and said, we need to fix this. They wanted their title back. That's right. So, so They gave us a ring. <laughs> <laughs> they said, hey, we, we need to get those numbers back. That's right. That's exactly how it went down, yep. Rick Seaback ain't got nothing on us. That's right. <laughs> So, yes, they are here to defend their title, get it back where they say it is rightfully belonging, uh, and to talk about their new space. Yes. Because, by the way, Sly Fox is expanding here in Pittsburgh. Yeah, uh, and it's something that's been happening for a while because <laughs> we had originally <laughs> talked about it on episode 122, and if you can do the math between 122 and 226, that's a lot of weeks ago. But, uh, yeah, it's finally underway it's very close to opening up and it will be an official brewery space here in pittsburgh so with that though if we're at sly fox mm -hmm. that means we're drinking sly fox beer yes and with that i'm going to turn to ryan and let him introduce the first beer that we're drinking here tonight awesome yeah thanks guys so um so we did a little bit more mainstay beers from sly fox last time i kind of wanted to go uh a little bit off the beaten path with some brew pub only beers and beers that we're really passionate and excited about um, so the first beer that we're drinking tonight is, uh, it's called Dogwell Hunt. It is a hoppy lager. So it's dry hop lager, five and a half percent, um, all good, uh, contemporary German hops in there. Um, so it's, and, and in that way, it's really unique. Um, one of the first things you notice when you pour this beer is the big aroma from it. And it's just not something that you, 
normally think of German German hops being super aromatic, but when you dry hop them in a lager, um, you'll get that. So, and then as far as the um, the name of the beer itself, uh, so actually we collaborated with another brewery out east called Two uh, SP, and. Um, Another lager-loving brewery uh, like Sly Fox. They don't have distribution out in Pittsburgh, so um, a little novel for, uh, for people out here. And all the allusions are actually to a 90s funk metal band called Primus, Dogwell Hunt. His lyrics from uh, uh, Jerry was a race car driver, a 90s Primus song. And in the song, he drives a uh, lime green Cutlass 442, and that's the imagery on the 16-ounce on the, uh, can uh, with a Texas license plate that says "Love Beer," so right on. I do have one thing to say though: Primus sucks. No, it Primus sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> Cheers. Um, so, uh, for our listeners who are familiar, Two SP, I think a lot of our listeners will recognize them as the brewery that always collabs with Wawa, right, to mm-hmm. do the coffee stouts. Yeah, uh, so that's that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's where most people from the Pittsburgh area would recognize them from is mm-hmm. just the collaborator because they started that war and then obviously Sheets had to get their Oh yeah. Can't Middle. agree with all the Sheets decisions, <laughs> but I do appreciate two SP and Wawa, you know, doing their collab. So yes. anything that gets attention on craft beer is good. Right. So. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Um I will say though, like like you said, it has a real distinct nose, like right up front. And you were saying it had like a lot of the classic Germans, so I'm thinking like Hollertal, right? Um, Is that one of so them? there's, I think, yeah, there's so there's classic German hops in there, but some of the some of the hops that were dry hopped with the late hop edition stuff is some contemporary stuff, mm-hmm. um, and I actually don't remember what the what those were, <laughs> but I know that Hollertal and Tetning are included in this, like beer. in the base for the beer. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's what that's what I was trying to get to is like it's because those aren't really aroma hops. That people, right, but right. you know, th- this does have like a big hoppy aroma on it. So I figured, you know, was it dry hopped with something contemporary? And you said yes. So yeah, so <laughs> we got that. Moving on. That's, that's <laughs> a, yeah. Yeah. And as far as like Tetaning and Hallertau, those are type of hops that like a lot goes a little way if you're trying to do mm-hmm. any kind anything aroma wise. So, um, but it's still you know whatever they whatever these hops are, they definitely have that that German element to him where it's earthy, spicy, grassy, mm-hmm. nuanced, as opposed to the American bitter hops that you see in, in right. American IPAs. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not getting a whole lot of uh, citrus or pine on either way. It is definitely more of that earthy herbal. Uh, so it's a dry hop lager. Was there like a specific lager style this was shooting for or like, like as a base and then dry hopping it? Because it's definitely not a Pilsner. I right, can tell you that. that. Correct. It yeah. has a lot more body, yeah, I yeah, think, than yeah, a Pilsner. Yeah, it's a lot thicker. I would say, you know, maybe Hellas, because it's still very, like, straw and golden. But, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm looking. <laughs> I want answers. <laughs> sure. We all want answers, Steve. <laughs> I think it stems back from, you know, our relationship with 2SP is, is, you know, for those that don't know, Sly Fox has, you know, been a brewery that's been around for 26 years, and we love making, you know, the classic German styles, drinkable beers, and, mm-hmm. you know, those, those are the loggers of the world. And um, this is something 2SP is obviously excited about, too. And they, by the way, they make some an awesome Pilsner. Uh, as well. So, so what we what we wanted to do was do something unique. I mean, you know, that we're the fact that we're collaborating together was unique. The fact that we both like loggers is a little bit unique. But you know, we both make Hellas's. We both make 
um, more popular logger styles. So we wanted to try to paint outside the numbers as much as we could mm -hmm. and still, you know, be respectful. And I think this is a really good impression of, you know, what we were going for. So, yeah. yeah. With yeah. our loggers, a lot of the time, I think that they're nice, easy drinking loggers. And this one definitely gets right in your face and goes, here's some hops. You're yes. going to taste them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, yeah, that was the first thing that I noticed once it was poured up was the nose was, it made no bones about what it was. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it was very upfront. Yeah. I, I, I find it really drinkable, though. It is. Like, it is. I, I mentioned how I know it's not a Pilsner because I don't particularly care for Pilsners. I just, they're, they're, I always find them like dry and crackery and it's just not good for me. It's why I got out of drinking macro <laughs> with the exception of Guinness. Well, <laughs> but these are, you know, uh, this beer is, is like you said, it has a lot of body to it. And then also it just has a lot of good hot flavor to it, but it's not like fucking crazy. No, it's not a crazy beer. It's, no. it's a nice, easy drinking. Like you could drink this anytime. beer. Yes. It's, it's interesting without being over the top, mm -hmm. you know? It, it's a good craft beer for a craft beer drinker that's just doing whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree yeah. more. I think this is, this is both advanced class because anybody who's like a super fucking beer nerd mm -hmm. would probably want to, you know, dive into it and maybe try to take it apart. Yeah. Or like if you're a casual, this is fine for you too because it's not going to... Uh, it's not going to confuse you. Yeah. It's not going to confuse you and it's not too far out of like what you've probably mm -hmm. come from drinking. Yeah. So you're good there. I think it's maybe just like that middle section of people who are still obsessed with sours and <laughs> gloop glop garbage. <laughs> <laughs> this might not appeal to them, but it might it might convert them too. That's, yeah. <laughs> sure. No. And just to elaborate on what you said a little bit, I think what I appreciate about these styles in general is it it doesn't beat you over the head with its mm -hmm. flavor. Mm -hmm. You you kind of have to f go and find it. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it it gives you a little bit more benefit of the doubt, you know, when you have a beer with subtleties and nuance like that. And I think the most expressive part of this beer, honestly, is when you see it's a lager, you pour it in a glass and you get that aroma. Yep. That's, mm -hmm. yeah. yep. yep. Well, it's like you, like you're saying, it's, it's a good approachable beer, but then there's also those moments where the beer nerd gets to go, what is that? hop? Yeah. I right. need to figure this out. Yeah. yeah. Like little mini knuckleballs in there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's a good beer name right there. Mini knuckleballs. <laughs> Mini knuckleballs. <laughs> Heard it here first. <laughs> it sounds like Adam just throwing fistfuls of fuggle. Yes. <laughs> yes. And East Kent Golding into a, into a lager. <laughs> you know me so well. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, yeah, good beer. Uh, people should check it out. Get it where you can. Thank you. With that, though, we're going to move on. We're going to learn more about the space that we're in currently because we are in downtown Pittsburgh, in this giant-ass building, uh, it's known as the Terminal Building. Yes. <laughs> but uh, you guys have carved out your space next to a gym, which is great for some people, and other people will just skip the gym and come right here. <laughs> Too much reality, yeah. <laughs> Two yeah. of those people are sitting at this table yeah. right now. Yeah, fuck a gym. Kidding me? <laughs> um, but, yeah, why don't you tell us more about the space that we're finally in? You, you know, we talked briefly on it on 122, but now it's a real reality, so... Why don't you get into it? Sure. Awesome. So, um, so yeah, so as you mentioned, we're in the uh, historic terminal building um, in south side of Pittsburgh. And um, just to back up a little bit, so this was the largest terminal, I believe the largest terminal between New York City and Chicago um, for, for a long time. It was built before the turn of the century. And I believe it's a historic landmark. Um, so for us to have the opportunity to enter this space, I think, you know, right off the bat, it already has so many 
unique possibilities. And some of the stuff we're doing is really going to accentuate a lot of a lot of those unique elements. And it's kind of has a little bit of an industrial kind of feel to it. Um, there's actually still real industrial things happening like to the left and to the right of us. So um, that definitely has that that authenticity, too. Um, so so, yeah, we're, we're really excited how it's how it's come out. And I mean, I really can't think of a more unique um, satellite location for a brewery. Mm-hmm. Um, once this opens and people see what, what we did here, I think it, I think people will be really impressed. Yeah. I mean, like the purpose of the terminal building for anybody who isn't aware is like we're right along the river and the train comes down the river and this is where like the train would unload everything. Mm-hmm. And then you can see within the building, you know, you were just talking about how there's still industrial things going on. Like there's a whole shitload of loading docks. Oh, yeah. And that's yeah. for the trucks that would come in to either pick up or mm-hmm. drop off. You know, and yeah, it, it was huge commerce area. But this is pure Pittsburgh. Yeah. Right here. Yeah. This is pure Pittsburgh. Uh, you get to hear the train go by all oh, day yeah. long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you won't, audience. I'll edit that out. But <laughs> we, we have heard the train already once. But yes. yeah, yeah, it, it was a huge area for commerce. And now it's just, uh, it's been reappropriated for other commerce. Like we we're saying, you know, there's Sly Fox here. I think we saw a coffee and tea company. There is. Yep. Yeah. And then there's a gym, and there's like a bunch of other things that are going to be going into this space that are you know more neighborhoody, yes, rather than just <laughs> like transpo and everything like that. But yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, can you tell us more about the brewery space itself? Like, uh, how how big is the brewing capacity in here? Um, what can we expect out of the brewery? So um, I can speak on a surface level about that. Um, mm-hmm. We have John tonight who's going to be able to really get give you guys the granular details of that. Yeah. But I can yeah, tell yeah. you that we did purchase a, a new seven-barrel system. Um, so typically, like, the yield with that would be, you know, 14 half barrels if, if you were going to do all half barrels with that, you know, depending on the style that you do. So, you know, for us, we have our production facility in Pottstown. Um, that's where we make all our beer that's out on distribution. That's where we make most of the beers you try uh, at our pubs, even our pub exclusives. You know, some of it's made at, we have a smaller 15 barrel system that's at our Phoenixville location, but I mean, 99% of our beer is made in, in Pottstown. Um, and this is going to be an opportunity to do some more Pittsburgh centric stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, we're really excited about having, having John on board, um, you know, with his background and, you know, I think how he how he's become how he's come to understand Sly Fox, um, and even how he's always appreciated us as a brewery. I think he he understands what we are, and you know how we can kind of integrate you know what we do and our message into some unique Pittsburgh kind of novel novel beers. So right on, and we'll, we'll get to learn more about John in the second segment, and we'll get to learn all about the plans for the, for that. But, and oh boy, do we have questions? Yeah, we have a lot of questions, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, the other side of this is that it's still going to be a restaurant space, yes. and you're still going to have food running through here. Uh, if Absolutely. you've been to the Riverview location, you know you have a nice pizza kitchen going on there, mm. and there's some definitely good pizza coming out of there. We're eating pizza, yes, <laughs> which yes. you also don't hear because <laughs> I've edited it out. But uh, Kyle is the GM over there, obviously, We've, and he's been on the show previously. So why don't you tell us, like, tell us what you've learned since the last time you were on the show, and what we can expect out of this space. Well, I've definitely, just from a, the terms of Sly Fox, just really gotten to appreciate the brand more and more, get to try all the different one-offs. We've definitely, we really got out there with Haze Fix, and that's been all over the city as much as Ryan can sell it. That's, it's going out as fast as we can get it in. 
Uh, so I've really learned to appreciate those style of beers and get that in. Food-wise, it's going to be a lot of the same, but a lot different, too, because we'll have a full kitchen here. So we're still going to have those great pizzas that you are definitely eating on the show, but we're going to add it out. <laughs> uh, great political answer, by the way. It's going to be the same, but very different. Yes. Yeah. Well, you're going to get the, you're going to get the classics. The pizzas will be very good, but we're going to have a grill and a fryer and actually get to do a lot of really fun stuff and just things we couldn't over there. And that'll hope, hopefully spread a little bit and we can send some stuff back downtown too. And no, I mean, having said that, I think, you know, when you see the space, I think it's like something like 1,600 square feet over at Riverview. And, mm-hmm. you know, for what for what you guys are able to pump out at the kitchen out there, it's 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 really impressive. The range, mm-hmm. the, the menus range and the quality and, and it's like everything's done right there, like five feet in front of you. Yeah. So um, <laughs> to have this space and this much space and We're creativity some, and so I, I can't wait to see it. Yeah. So is there anything in particular on the menu that you've been kind of jonesing to get into? Well, Philly based. Sly Fox, we got to have a cheesesteak. That's fair. And mm. it's got, I'm, I'm from Jersey originally, and the cheesesteak has got to be done just right. So I've been challenging my kitchen managers. They've been, they're really excited to put out something delicious. So I'm going to ask this question. What has to be done to make a good Philly cheesesteak? What, what has to be done to make it right? So it's about the bread for me. Really? Okay. Personally. So we're getting, currently we're getting hoagie rolls shipped in from Philly is the plan. All right. Uh, now with supply and demand and yeah, everything yeah. right yeah, now, yeah. <laughs> getting food is questionable. <laughs> I mean, there, there are plenty of bakeries here on the south side, and it may mm-hmm. be possible to, yeah. to, to just teach them how to do one right <laughs> and then get them to make it for you. But I, I understand. Um, is it going to be Wit Wiz or? That was my question. <laughs> All right. We were going to go three for three on that. Yeah. So, so we're, we've been back and forth. I'm a, uh, I'm a Prevalone guy personally. Okay. I, I believe Same. that uh, that is where we're headed. Big time. So. Ah. That's what we do at our other locations. <laughs> I, th- I, think you'll, I think you'll service the community better if you do it with Wiz. Maybe give them don't know, I don't, Yeah, there might be an option. Yeah. I don't know enough places around here that do it with Wiz. That's a good point. There's... Yeah. Um, Patrick's Pub and Moon. They do it with Wiz. Yes. It's not. They it's not. Wiz. It's not. It's yeah. It's not yes. Wiz per se, but it is like an. It is a cheddar cheese sauce. Yeah, well, okay. Sauce. <laughs> All right. It's fucking okay. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. If might you, be a special. We try it out. Yeah. Who knows? If you really want to blow some asses out, yeah. uh, get the fucking cheese sauce from Hot Dog Shop. Yeah. And just put that on. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll create addicts off of that. Mm-hmm. I, I gotta think that's some, that's similar to what Pat's and Gino's uses, like that's, yeah, yellow cheese water. Yeah, yeah, just <laughs> so, whatever it is, whatever is in that yellow cheese water, just <laughs> it sounds so that. bad in that yeah. way. Yellow cheese water that's on fine. my cheese steak. <laughs> it's fine. You're, There's always on, a line, twenty four seven. That's right. We're on, we're on a craft beer podcast. Yellow cheese water is the last thing that's like <laughs> comparative of terrible put into your body. <laughs> yeah, and we've been abusing our bodies for the last four and a half, five years now. Yeah, 15% stouts and fucking gloop glop sours. <laughs> for your benefit, listener. I respect you. It. Yeah, cool. Uh, so let's see. We got cheese days coming. We have pizza. Yep. Um, is there anything that you're planning for like seasonality? Is there? So that's going to be a big focus here is mm-hmm. the specials. Mm-hmm. I'm, we're keeping the menu kind of small and tight just so that we can constantly change those specials and mix it up, do different things. And yeah, sandwich specials, just different things all the time is the goal. 
Is there is there going to be? I I would would assume there's going to be just like a lot of quick to go things, because you, you might just have a lot of lunchtime foot traffic. Absolutely, we already plan. We've been talking about just stuff that you can get within like five ten minutes. Grab mm-hmm. it real fast. So you can eat it outside or something like that. Get the people coming out of the gym. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Playing yes. that zero sum game. <laughs> set up. Undo set up our protein shake stand. <laughs> yeah. Have you thought about anything along the lines of like a, uh, with I mean, with that kind of lunchtime thing in mind, have you thought about like, not necessarily a $5 combo, but similar to that where like you make a specific sandwich and a beer paired together? Haven't, then, haven't put that into the pipeline yet. That, that's not a bad yeah. idea. Yeah. Just, you know, just something to that's think about. a good idea. Like you make something. He's some, moving on make... to restaurant management. <laughs> he is. <laughs> Uh, no, <laughs> I'm fine doing what I do. <laughs> I don't want armchair come. restaurant management. Yeah, yes. yeah. I don't want to come into a place <laughs> and have a boss. All of, the, all of the opinions, none of the responsibility. Yeah, I hate. I hate all that. I can be a consultant. That's my. Ah, thing. There you go. Yeah, but awesome. Um, is there anything else that people should know about this space? It's like, especially when can we expect it to open? Uh, I mean, we're trying to get there as soon as we can to open. As far as for things for people to know, we're just excited to be here. Huge space, definitely opportunity for private bookings and parties and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And parking. And parking. <laughs> right. Yeah. Two hours free parking in the garage right there. It'll be a short walk. Perfect for the winter. I would just put that out on Twitter and Instagram like every three days. Yeah, That's parking okay. on the south side. Yes. Right? Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we uh, we had a little segment last week where we were building a brewery and we we're talking about you know parking is a big thing for breweries right. around here, you know East End's parking not so great, and then we we're talking about Rock Bottom has you know the big jazz giant lot that yeah. he shares with everything city versus suburb. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. this yeah, is yeah. this is definitely surprisingly a good amount of parking, especially on the south side yes. in, in the city, city, right? Yeah, yeah. in the yep. city you'll in be city good, parking, and it's covered. Yeah, covered yep. parking. Right. There's there's the two hours free parking inside and there's plenty there's there's spots always right. outside too. Right. So And that's the other thing is if you want to be here more than two hours. So. Out, outside, this is not just an inside space. Uh, you guys have a nice deck going out mm-hmm. uh, with a beautiful view of the city. Uh, and not only that, uh, your licensing as I understand it extends out as well onto the deck and Absolutely. into the common space a little bit. Is that correct? That is true. We, you will be able to take your beer and hang out in the free, in the common space and out the tables there. That gives you room to spread out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, we're not headed into the months for that, but <laughs> you can look, <laughs> but, but the audience can look forward to it. And the other thing they can look forward to is like, if you're a person who frequents the bike trail, yes, that's, that's down right. this way, you can mm-hmm. also come down the bike trail and then stop at Sly Fox. You'll see it as you pass because yeah. you'll see people outside having fun. <laughs> I don't know any bicyclists that hate beer. Yeah. No, most of them are into it. <laughs> Again, playing that zero sum game. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Pretty cool space. I'm excited for it. Mm-hmm. It's definitely something worth checking out. I would say, uh, especially for us older folk, 
because we don't have to go further down into the yes the dangerous yes. parts yeah. of South Side. <laughs> this is a whole di- yeah. The, the blackout sides yes. <laughs> is what I would call it anymore <laughs> with the youths. I'd like yeah. this to be the starting point, and then oh yeah, sure. yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. This, is, this is a great starting point. It's also a good starting point for. I mean, it's a little more of a walk, but you could start here and then go to the Riverhounds if you want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But uh, I would. Yeah, this is a place that I would just come to and not go to the blackout yeah. bars that I used to. I would start here and then just end here as well. Yeah, go and, home. and everything in the middle <laughs> also here. Yeah, yeah. we go love home. that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, with that in mind, though, let's come back to the first beer that we were drinking. Yes, and it was the Dog Will Hunt Hoppy Lager. Uh, you know, I drank all mine and it's gone. So me too. <laughs> so that says a lot right there. Tells you a lot about that beer, but it is yeah, it's just it's a really easy, super drinkable beer, and it's five and a half percent. Like you can't go wrong with that. Right. Uh, it's yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I I en- I enjoyed it as well. The uh, the hoppy nose was a, a bit much for me, mm-hmm. but I mean I'm that's not my jam to begin with. Yeah. But uh, going in and drinking the beer in and of itself, yeah, well crafted beer. I liked it. Somebody had to be one. I drink it. Yeah. And I probably drink another one. Yeah. It's a it, it's a slight bitter back end, but it doesn't like build on you the way an IPA would. Correct. Yeah. Correct. This is another one where if you're trying to get somebody onto the IPA side. Start them with this. Yeah, yeah, you could start yeah, them down this path to do it. IPAs, or mm-hmm. you can get somebody off the path of macros because it still has like a big multi body to it and yeah. it has just a little bit of hop. Mm-hmm. Like it's, uh, I don't know, it's the way you compare like a, a McDonald's hamburger, which is just like trash. <laughs> And then, like a hamburger you made at home, you taste everything that you actually right. <laughs> you, you taste the meat, you taste the fresh vegetables that you put on your hamburger. You know, it's not garbage. Yes, it's it's not just a gloop. You know, everything yeah. works together. Yeah, it's not some frozen mush that was <laughs> thrown through a <laughs> By some some sixteen year old kid who doesn't want to be there. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, otherwise, yeah, good beer. Enjoyed it. Or we're gonna take a break, and then we're gonna talk to the brewer John. We're going to get to learn a lot more about the future of Sly Fox here in Pittsburgh. First Sip Brew Box is a -a one-of-a-kind subscription service for craft beer lovers based right here in Pittsburgh. Every month, First Sip will send you a box full of craft beer enthusiast essentials, including t-shirts, glassware, and even food. Right now, our friends at First Sip Brew Box have an offer for you. Just sign up for a three-month subscription and get your fourth month free. Just enter the code HOPUSA when you sign up at FirstSipBrewBox.com. That's H-O-P-U-S-A at checkout to get your fourth month free at FirstSipBrewBox.com. All right, welcome back, everybody. We are here live and on location at Sly Fox 2. This time it's personal here on the south side of the terminal building. It is. I'm Adam. That's Steve. Hello. Ryan's still here with us. I am. It, it, it definitely is personal. Yes, yes <laughs> so. it is. But we kicked Kyle to the curb. We said to hell with you. Say, get out. What have you done for me lately? Right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Though, actually, uh, we're really happy to have him on, on the show. Uh, I wasn't. He was back talking about the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I'm, I'm going to talk to him. I'm going to pull him aside later. I'm going to say that we got to offer both at first. <laughs> at first. <laughs> Just A-B test. A-B test. Sure. See which one does better. That's all. That's all you got to do. <laughs> and uh, when that happens, let us know. We'll uh, we'll stuff the ballot box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get it taken care of. South. So that uh, that means we have three mics filled, and we have a fourth one to go. 
Mm-hmm. And of course, we can't just let a fourth mic go empty on this show. So we have John. John, who are you? And why the hell are you on the show? <laughs> uh, thanks. Yeah, I'm John Ross. Um, I'm the brewer here for this new location. I joined Sly Fox a few months ago. I've uh, been a longtime fan. Uh, I think they were the second brewery I ever went to, second or third. Um, oh, excellent. Well, when I was first getting into beer. So, yeah, I've always been a big fan. Um, never right thought I'd work here, but it's pretty awesome that I am. So, right on. Yeah. Well, welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Welcome so, to the show. So <laughs> you've already picked up on the fact that John is from the other side of the state. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I appreciate how you addressed it as the other side mm-hmm. of the state. <laughs> I mean, well there's... Yeah, there's, there's New Jersey, and then there's the other parts of not New Jersey <laughs> quite yet. And, and then State College. And then State College, and then here. <laughs> but, yeah, we're going to learn a bit more about John all through this segment and what his plans are for the brewery and what he knows about brewing and all those things. But first. But first. We got to talk about the second beer that we're drinking from Sly Fox down here at Sly Fox. We don't have to. We get to. Sure. <laughs> Either way, uh... I'll leave it to Ryan or John, whoever wants to introduce this one. Oh, I mean, you are super excited to introduce it, I think, Ryan. Definitely. This is, I mean, la- the, the first beer was super awesome beer that I'm super passionate about. But this was just, this just hit me so different when I tried it for the first time. I didn't even, it was a public exclusive beer for Sci Fox. So, you know, for me, like I do, you know, sales, distribution, promotion stuff. Um, you know, we, we're selling, I'm selling more of the more widely popular beers. And uh, so I don't always even get a chance to see like what we have as brew pub only beers and um, sat down at the pub one day and I saw this and I was like, well, dry hop whip beer. I absolutely must try it. Um, so well-intentioned wit is the name of the beer. It is a American dry hopped wit beer. And the, the hop, the hops that we used to dry hop the beer were the um, pink boot society this year's pink boot society hop blend. You know, people that know what dry hopping is and what a whip beer is like, Combining the two elements is not something that you see done commonly, and uh, I think this beer is super expressive and super unique and really well done, and uh, it's just what a change-up this beer is. Um, you know, a wit beer, uh, traditional uh, Belgian-style uh, a beer that's a, an unfiltered beer that has, um, similar to like a German wheat beer, it's actually really similar to a German wheat beer, it just has a little bit more of the spice element i think on the back end um which is what um was really neat actually about wheat beers in general um that you know a lot of people don't realize is that so you have yeast yeast is an important part of beer and uh you know i'll try to be as brief as i can with this but i this is how excited about <laughs> this kind of get stuff. into it go for um, a deep dive i appreciate that so it's um so most beers you know yeast comes in with the purpose of fermenting the beer and then that's it they, you know most times you don't want yeast to impact flavor of a beer however one of the few exceptions to this and actually one of the oldest styles of beer that we still drink is wheat beers and this goes back to the time where the yeast put you know when when you brew it under a certain stress condition the yeast actually imparts some flavor they're called uh, phenols and esters and there are chemical compounds basically that have certain flavors that are similar to other food flavors that we're familiar with, like banana and clove. Um, and I just, I just think it's so cool. Like as a link back, this is kind of, like I said, one of the oldest styles of beer that is still really popular to this day when, you know, before people even knew what yeast was. 
Um, and now it's so under control and such a non-element in most beers that when you do have a beer that has uh, flavor contributed by the yeast, it's 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 really it's really different. It's mm. not usually where you get flavor from. So anyway, I digress. <laughs> um, and then on top of it being dry hopped with American hops, it's just like it's a roller coaster of beer. I love it. It's all uphill too. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a big fan of wits in general. I'm also just a fan of Belgian beers. Mm-hmm. And you know, like Ryan was saying, a lot of the time the yeast will impart flavor. Yeah, uh, the other one that you could think of as far as wheat beers getting flavor from their yeast is Hefeweizens. Oh yeah, which mm-hmm. is more of a German version of a wit. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, this beer. Again, it has a bright floral nose on it, it which, which is outside yeah. of the norm of a wit. But still, it fits. Yeah, I it mean, still it still fits. It's not that it doesn't work. I'm just saying it's outside of the norm of what you should expect. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, just, just to clarify a little bit that the, uh, the 2021 Pink Boots blend mm-hmm. is uh, it's Laurel, Exaca, El Dorado, and Idaho Gem hops. So not things that Adam would particularly be a fan of because no. it's a pretty, it's a, it's a close, you know, 12% on the alpha acids. That's pretty high for Adam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like it down at a four, four and a half myself. Yeah. <laughs> Sweetness on the back end helps a little mm-hmm. bit with this beer. I think. It does. It does. Uh, and and uh, since it is a wit beer, it's going to have a nice cloudiness to it. Uh, it is not going to be a clear beer whatsoever. No. Nor should it be. No. <laughs> Makes it cool, right? It does. It does. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, uh, and this is just unfortunate on a personal level, uh, is that we didn't get to see it poured out of a can or anything. So we, uh, you know, it came out of a growler. So it did have some head to it, but I have a hunch if it came out of straight out of a tap or if it came out of a can and have a little bit more head on it. Yeah. But, yeah. uh, but I mean, I mean, what I have is, you know, it's pretty flight. It, it's pretty, you know, light and fluffy oh, yeah. in a way. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Still, I mean, it wasn't a dud coming out of the growler no, no, by no, any no, stretch no. of the imagination. No. No, but, I, don't, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want people to think Ryan's pouring us flat beer. No, no, not <laughs> at all. No. As much but. as I tried. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are going to get it. <laughs> Show them. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, I, good beer. I like it. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan. Yeah, I enjoy it, too. This is something that you could trick Haze Bros into getting into. <laughs> if you didn't say it was a wit, you just tell them it's like it's a hazy IPA. There's not... Um, <laughs> There's not there's not enough hop flavor on it mm-hmm. to make it like a true IPA at all, yeah. Which it's not trying to be. No, nor no, should it be. It's not it's not what it wants to be. Right. It's a wit beer with a little bit of dry hop, the same way the last beer we had mm-hmm. was a lager with a little bit of dry hop. It's its own thing. But you could definitely trick Hayes Bros with this <laughs> because their palates are shit, so they wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't know that they're not drinking an IPA. I feel like there's a t-shirt idea in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Their palates are shit. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I love your idea, tricking them into drinking this beer and telling yeah. them it's a, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, otherwise, like the, the, the beer has like a nice big mouthfeel to it. It is super soft and the, the hoppiness isn't overstated in any way. It's not even as hoppy as like the, the lager we just had. No. It's mm-hmm. just, yeah, it's, it just has a little extra flavor profile to it. And, and I think that works well with the wit because wit is not supposed to be some highfalutin beer that, you know, it's supposed to go balls to the wall. You right. know, it's supposed to have a little bit of nuance to it. And, mm-hmm. I, and I think the dry hopping added just, a, you know, the right amount of additional nuance mm-hmm. to it. Also, there's a lot of wits out there that have, like, citrus and spice mm-hmm. added to them by more natural ver- way 
ways of like orange zest, orange mm-hmm. coriander, mm-hmm. you know, other right. ways like that. So this is this is just playing on the style a little bit more, and it's I don't think it's too far out of the out of the style to begin with. No, I just think, it, but it's pretty easy drinking. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you say what the ABV was on this one? Um, it I'm gonna guess it's six point five. Sure. I don't think it's that. Uh, <laughs> no. I think it's five something. Sure, okay. I'll take that too. <laughs> as long as it's over four, <laughs> definitely. I'm not. I'm not BJCP certified or anything, so I accept anything between five and so, six and a half. It's five sure. point six. So. There See? you go. Sure. I knew there was a six in there. I just didn't know where it was. <laughs> <laughs> if you told me it was seven, I'd be like, no, no, that's not a wit. Yeah, <laughs> you made something else. But that's a double wit. <laughs> it's just a regular Belgian. <laughs> But, yeah, good beer, enjoying it. We'll continue to enjoy it. But in the meantime. It's time to talk to the brewer. Yeah. All right. All eyes are on you now, John. (laughs) (laughs) I can feel it. Yeah. So as Ryan had already been talking, you know, with the first location they opened in really like the heart of Pittsburgh, uh, that wasn't a brewing space. They They had to bring beer in. But this terminal space was always in the works of being an actual brewery for this side of the state. So now that they have the space and the space is underway and it's close to opening, they have a brewer for that space, and that brewer is John Ross. Uh, John, why don't you tell us a little bit about your history? I know you've been working in PA for a while. Yep. And you've been working in in Pittsburgh as well. Mm -hmm. You have some experience, but tell the audience uh, what that experience is. Sure. Um, I guess we start at the beginning. It was home brewing. Um, I assume like most other brewers, they kind of get their their start with that. It's just a hobby interest. And then at some point, you're just like, I could get paid for this. (laughs) um, I have a lot of different artistic or creative hobbies. And this one just seemed like something that I was like, yeah, like I'll do this for a career. Like. I used to do like painting and drawing and stuff like that. I don't do that anymore. I never mm-hmm. really thought that seemed feasible to make a living with. Viable um, for money, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, unless you're really, really successful, it's, it's high and, risk, yeah, you make a living. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so, and I don't know why I thought brewing would be super lucrative, but because um, <laughs> that's also another thing you're probably not going to get crazy rich on. But uh, yeah, no, I like it. It's a it's a good fit for me. I like working with my hands and uh, actually seeing a physical product come out of something um, is really enjoyable to me. See, John, John's the other side. A lot of the time we run into brewers who were engineers in past lives. Okay. But we, we notice mm. when you find duos of people, there is usually one who is like an engineer or a STEM nerd or some sort, mm-hmm. sort like that. And then there is a creative nerd, yeah, somebody who has awesome. like a musical background mm-hmm. or somebody who was <laughs> like a, a chef. Or a film background. That's not me. I'm not a brewer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm neither a filmmaker or a brewer. I <laughs> fucking make gifts and <laughs> trash memes and edit podcasts. You make people happy. <laughs> Good yes. enough. Good enough. But, you know, so, yeah, we, you're coming from that creative background. But a lot yeah. of times it's like other people who have, like, chef backgrounds as well. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, brewing and, you know, cooking, they're not terribly different. So <laughs> Nah, brewing's a lot like baking, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, you, whereas baking, you're kind of using the same handful of ingredients and just combining them slightly differently at different temperatures. And sometimes mm-hmm. you beat on them and sometimes you're real gentle. And <laughs> brewing's <laughs> kind of the same. You have your set, like, these are the number of greens I have. These are my different hops. How do I combine them differently to make new things? And <laughs> so yeah, I think it's a lot like baking. Um, yep, I don't. Even though I don't really like baking that much, so <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it sometimes. I did it over COVID a lot. Though. Right. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people did. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah so. guilty as charged. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, um, so what was your first job, though, like from the homebrewing step on? Yeah, um, so it, Trogues was my first um, place I got hired at. Um, mm-hmm. I tried to get a job at Stouts. That was the very first attempt. Mm, okay. Oh, okay. Um, who are now gone. Um, right, RIP. Yes. Yeah, uh, but so still, I love know. Stouts. <laughs> All um, the old heads remember. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pour one out, old heads. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I didn't know how to get my foot into the door at all. I didn't know... I guess I knew a friend of a friend who worked at Trogues, mm-hmm. but we, I, I didn't even pursue him talking about it. Um, I just saw that they were hiring, so I just threw in an application. Uh, I have an art education background, so I was actually substitute teaching, looking for a teaching job at first, um, and pretty unsuccessful in that. Uh, substitute taught for a while, but there are so many people trying to pursue education, and especially in like art, and there's only like five jobs for like 500 people. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that kind of pushed me. I was already into homebrewing a bunch. And uh, yeah, so Trogues was doing their move from Harrisburg to Hershey. Oh, okay. And I interviewed when they were still in Harrisburg, and then I got hired when they uh, had moved to Hershey, which I'm kind of glad I missed that headache because I didn't know that was a mess. <laughs> um, yeah, and I did pretty much everything there except for brewing. Um, so I started, I started behind the bar um, and then very quickly moved into the packaging side of things, um, probably within a month or so. Um, did packaging, shipping, receiving, and stuff. A um, little bit of seller work, but nothing notable, nothing really notable. Um, yeah, I was there for a number of years, really enjoyed it. A lot of great people. Um, by the time I left, I was like, I don't need to drink Trogues beer ever again. <laughs> and now I buy Trogues beer all the time. <laughs> um, Everybody needs a break. <laughs> yeah. Some of them I skip still, but, uh, but yeah, no, nah, uh, they're great. Um, moved to Pittsburgh then. Uh, girlfriend had gone to school at Duquesne and always wanted to come back. Um, so we were living in like Lancaster County at that point. Okay. Um, and she was able to get a transfer for her job out to Pittsburgh and I was ready for a move at that point. Um, and yeah, and I found myself at Hot Farm. Uh, was there for a number of years, um, brewed there, uh, was a solo position similar how this is. Mm-hmm. Um, so learned a lot um, real fast. Um, yeah, and that was a good experience and uh, left there maybe a year and a half or so ago. Um, actually left brewing for a little bit, was just tried some other things. It was just like, I've been doing this for almost 10 years now in this industry. Mm-hmm. Let's just try something different. And we were into COVID, so it wasn't like COVID related or anything right. like that. But it was like, man, if there's a time to just make a weird change, yeah, yeah. who knows what's going <laughs> to happen to the world? Let's just try it. Um, got out for a little bit. And then that kind of was just like, oh no, I do like brewing. Like, I think I want to come back to this. And then I found myself here and I was like, this, when I heard about the job, I was like, this is every brewer's like dream position. It's like small scale, a lot of freedom, get to do what you want um, within the confines of the business, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's awesome. 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 So uh, are there any particular styles that you like to focus on? I, I know like if you're coming to Sly Fox, obviously Sly Fox is into older styles. So was Stouts. Mm-hmm. If you worked at Trogues, same there. Yeah. Hop Farm, same there. And I, did you have any overlap with Malcolm Fraser, who's, you know, obviously really big in the loggers and everything? <laughs> <laughs> did you uh, did you overlap at all with him at Hop Farm? Or? Uh, no, I didn't. Okay. Not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just I wondering, but I, I'm kind of building a profile of what you might be into. But Yeah, you know. <laughs> no. I think he, there was another guy behind who came in after I left Hop Farm, and then I guess okay. Malcolm said no, okay. I've never met him. Um, so he's going to make Warhead style sour, uh, kettle sours. <laughs> right. Okay. I just wanted yeah. to check. That's all. Yeah. Uh, I am pretty traditional um, with what I like. Um, I'm huge into IPAs, um, all variants. So we're going to make tons of IPAs here. Um, we'll do sours. Um, I guess kind of 
moving into SlyFox, like what we're actually going to be doing here. Um, when I interviewed for the position, I was kind of told kind of what it was, seven barrel system, do some different things that SlyFox doesn't traditionally do. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, this is awesome. But if you're looking to go so far out there that we're like throwing cereal and beers, <laughs> like I'm not the person for that. Like I'm, <laughs> that's not, I'm not into that type of trend of stuff. Fair enough. Um, I do like more traditional stuff, but I definitely like some out there things and do some weird combinations and just see what happens. Um, and it's the right size for it, so. Right on. Um, so yeah, we definitely do a mixture of different things. But yes, um, Sly Fox has never done sours, so we're definitely gonna do them here. Okay. Um, if we can get some barrels, we'll do some like Brett stuff. Um, huh. For right now, it's just gonna be kettle sours. We don't really have the space or the tanks to dedicate doing lots of different funk stuff um, with cross-contamination. Right, right. So yeah, it's just gonna be kettles to begin with. But yeah, if we can get some barrels, we'll definitely do some more like funky weird stuff. Um, <laughs> told, and, you, told you. Yeah, and Roush beers. I heard Roush beers too. I, I love smoked <laughs> beers. So yeah. uh, when I homebrewed, God, I used to make so many smoked pale ales. I don't know why, but that was like my thing as a homebrewer. I just mm. made smoked pale ales all the time. Mm. Nobody say, else drank them. It was just for me. I, just I say, do them. you still have that recipe laying around? That could be <laughs> I can find something, but I haven't made one. <laughs> get into so the archives long. a little no, no, that's work. Just wait till they make it down here. Right. Yeah, no, we're definitely <laughs> that's what I meant. Yeah. In some random stuff just to mess with people, probably. I mean, not unintentionally, but yeah. Yeah, no, I do love Roush beers. So. I mean, if I can say a few words, uh, smoked coffee stout, yeah. don't think that's terrible. Yeah, mm. I think that would be good. <laughs> I mean, mm. there's one that's already been out there. Yeah. yeah. I just want I just want other people to try it too. <laughs> spread the word. Yeah. Spread the gospel. Yeah, spread the gospel. If, if there's a Keurig stuff. for it, you're good. You're good to go. Steve's about to flip the table. <laughs> and this it's a heavy table. It's a heavy table and everybody's attached to it. <laughs> I'm still gonna flip it. <laughs> now I know what buttons to push. <laughs> Oh, good coffee, not bad coffee. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So are there any styles that you don't want to get into besides the, um, the, besides really the cereal crash? Goof, goof troop stuff. Yeah, no, not really. I mean, there's some stuff I haven't done a lot of that I would like to mess around with. Like, I really haven't done much Belgian stuff, a little here and mm -hmm. there, but it's something I'd like to explore. Um, just new to me. And, um, the green bells are so like straightforward and stuff, so they're really like clean, but they're just the character to them is so different. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I definitely like to do that. Um, I'm trying to think of things I don't. There's really no beer style I don't like. I mean, my favorites are IPAs and pilsners. Like I know they're like two opposite ends, but those are like that. Um, I love dark beers too. Um, so yeah, a lot of like stouts and stuff, porters. Right on. But yeah, I, I, man, things I don't want to make. No, no. Which I know is a very difficult question to field, yeah. yeah. Because you don't, you know, you don't want to go down that path of, you know, negativity. Right, yeah. and you also just don't want to alienate like possible customers. Right, <laughs> like, yeah. right. Like, yeah, you're not gonna find that shit here. <laughs> go look elsewhere. <laughs> right. And I'm, there are some stuff I don't like as much as others, but if people want them, and you know, we'll try it. We'll make mm -hmm. some other stuff. It's it's not just my playhouse. Like I'm still there's still a customer base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So you know, we'll make quite a bit that I want to make, but. A, it'll fit in line, I think, with what people want and what the brand, like we still want to be Sly Fox. We don't want to go yeah. so far out the wall that it's just like, huh, well, when I go to the distributor and buy your stuff and then when I come here, they're like night and day. And it's like, well, sometimes that might happen, but I don't want this identity to be like completely Complete, yeah. alienated. Right. From completely what off brand. Is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I was going to ask, like, I guess when they were hiring you, were they thinking, were they looking for somebody, I guess, within their, you know, taste as well and were they 
kind of lenient with like the freedom that they're going to give you because you yeah. line up so well with like the way they already are? Yeah, I think so. I think we had very like minds mm -hmm. immediately. Um, I had a number of conversations before being hired and with everybody, I was super honest of who I am and kind of what I want to do and mm -hmm. what I like. Um, cause the first time I talked with anybody, I was like, I'm not going to get this job. Like it's like, it's <laughs> like to me, oh, no. Sly Fox is like, they're, as I said, one of the first brewers I went to, like right. I have a lot of respect for these guys. Um, yeah. One of the biggest and oldest in the States. So. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, so I was just like, I, I'm just going to, you know, say exactly what I think and believe. And, <laughs> They sort of had the nothing just, to lose yeah, attitude. Yeah, because right. why not? And yeah. yeah, we got along really well. And then that kind of everybody else I talked to was kept the same thing. And so, yeah, I'm sure there would be like some, like we'll probably do some like R&D stuff here for the our main production, Pottsville. Mm -hmm. um, why wouldn't we? Um, yeah. It's a chance to experiment. So. Have you picked out your first recipe to break in the new system? <laughs> yes. What um, is it? <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. So, huh? pale ale. Oh, okay. Okay. I think right. it makes the most sense because there's so many factors that I, I don't quite know how it's going to play everything out. Mm -hmm. um, at this point, we're still getting everything installed. But, um, mm -hmm. yeah, that first, the first handful of batters are just going to be learning the system, what it likes, what it doesn't, how much I can even fit into certain spaces and stuff. Um, and I think a pale ale is just like it's a pretty straightforward recipe. And if it comes out a little not exactly what I want, it should still be a good product. Mm. So that's why I thought uh, Pelo makes sense to me. Good way to tune everything in. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So it's like I don't think it'll be wildly off from what I'm looking for, but it's got some forgiveness to it. So that was my, so not my honest answer for why I picked a Pelo. <laughs> not a fruited Schwartz beer. No. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess if I really wanted to play it safe, it's like, yeah, let's just do a stout because there's so much yeah. going on that right. it's going to mask anything. But right. But so that's almost too much. stepping into a little bit of a wider scope, since there are two Sly Foxes in the near future, mm -hmm. will those beers be available just here in the terminal building, or will be the will they be available in both facilities? Yeah, it'll be both Excellent. for sure. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, it'll go for it'll go to. I both. mean, in a straight line, we were across the river, but in a straight line, we're like only like three football fields away from yeah, the, yeah it's uh, not far from the high line, yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Is there any plans to also like can and distribute as well, or is it also just going to be distribution as far as like taps? So there will be a little bit of distribution for the draft. So mm -hmm. part of, I mean, I think part of making the most out of this novelty size brewery is to get a little bit out there at some of our good um, uh, bar partner partners that we have, and um, you know I think it'll be a good way to to um, to kind of get the message out that we are doing some different stuff, some Pittsburgh centric stuff. And um, I, I, I'm just I'm just really excited to see, um, you know, what what direction John's going to take it, because I think what what he understands perfectly is, you know, who we are. And, and also, he, I think you're going to do a great job of, you know, walking that line of the of novelty versus, you know, who we are and. Yeah being, you know, you, you know how far to push the envelope. And um, I'm excited to see like where that, where exactly yeah. that is, I don't know, but I know you, I know you'll figure it out. Yeah. So I, I'm excited to see that. Like a sophisticated restraint, which sounds, I don't know if, I don't really like the word sophisticated there, but it's like a restraint, but in a way that's like intentional. Like, mm -hmm. It's like, we're, we're going to go out there and do some odd combinations and some weird things, but like there's a there's not a line, but it's like, this is who we are. Like, yeah, we're not going to throw 
500 Oreos in the match. <laughs> like that. like I don't think that's who Sly Fox is. Right. And if down the road they turn around and say, hey, you got to do this. That's then who we are. That's what's going to happen. We change. <laughs> but I don't think that's who we are now. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah, we want to respect who we are as a business. But we definitely want to. We're Pittsburgh, and we're yeah. small, local, so let's do some stuff based around the area and do some just odd stuff because it's the size for it. So, yeah. Yeah. Can I just say that Sophisticated Restraint, another fantastic name for a beer. <laughs> that is a good name for yeah. a beer. It is. That's a, that's a good, like, brown ale or dunkle. Mm-hmm. Or... Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I'll do that's I'm already one. envisioning it. Or? <laughs> no. Nope. Oh, cool. All right. No, I was I was going to say barley wine. <laughs> no. But restraint but does not go with barley wine. Zero percent. <laughs> European barley wine, not American. Fine. Ah, okay. Okay, yeah. Maybe a Belgian double could be sophisticated restraint, because Belgian, yeah. that sounds sophisticated. It does. But it's not also yeah. blowing the doors off by going to, like, the triple or the quad mm-hmm. rules of yeah. nightmare. It's, <laughs> it's only 8%. It. Yeah. Unsophisticated, no restraint is the barley wine or the quad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just guns ablaze and balls to the wall. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah, it sounds like you have a lot of good plans for Pittsburgh. And, uh, you know, you're already saying with a sophisticated restraint, you kind of already understand the Pittsburgh culture from brewing and hop farm. So you know what Pittsburghers do like. Yeah. And so, you 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 know, you'll be able to translate that pretty well in Sly Fox. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Thanks. interested in see what you have coming yeah. down the line. Uh, Excellent. With that, though, let's come back to the beer we were drinking, the Dry Hop to Wit. What was the name on this, Ryan? Well-intentioned wit. Well-intentioned wit. Yeah, uh, it definitely had some good intentions. I'm into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it had good intentions and good execution. That too. That's yeah. <laughs> it's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That that the, the the dry hopping on it gives it that nice floral nose and floral burst of flavor at the end. But again, it's nowhere near as bitter as the hoppy lager we just had, which wasn't bitter. <laughs> right, <laughs> so, right. Yeah, it, it just has a nice, you know, uh, yeah, floral taste to it. It's uh, fun. It's pleasant. It's pleasant. It's a very pleasant beer. It's a lot more of a uh, not wintertime drinking beer. Oh, absolutely <laughs> I'll not. I'll say that it, because no. it, it is so bright and <laughs> floral. But Boy, yeah. would that would be a great spring beer, huh? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that, that's a fucking thaw beer for sure. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. That's an excellent, excellent way to put it. Yeah, revisit this on, like, March 23rd. Yeah. <laughs> that's my brother's birthday. Oh, March well, 22nd. Wow. Good mine. for him. <laughs> and Joey Porter's. Well, good for oh, both of y'all. <laughs> All three of y'all. All three of you can sit down and have a well-intentioned wit together. Fine. We will. <laughs> and watch the, watch the fucking squirrels come back. You but, may or may not be invited. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I'll still be in stout season. <laughs> All weather is stout weather. That's right. But, uh, yeah, great beer. Uh, we're going to take another break. We are. Maybe grab another piece of pizza? That's not a maybe. Okay. And uh, we'll come back with a little game and another beer. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Lauren. I'm John. And we host the Beard Owl Podcast, the podcast where we talk about two of the greatest things in the world, beer and Weird Al. And a bunch of other stuff. That's right. Do you like nostalgia? Do you like sibling banter? Do you like beer? Do you like Weird Al? Are you human? If you answered yes to any of those questions, give us a listen. Become one of our loyal commenters. Welcome back, listener or listeners. I don't know. You could be in the car with somebody. 
You could be, uh, you know, maybe you got this on the radio at the pool and everybody's listening, as you should. We are here live on location at Sly Fox Terminal, Sly Fox Southside, Sly Fox 2. I'm not sure what we're going to call this outpost yet. We're not either. <laughs> so, any of the above's fine. I like it. I'm we'll, listening. We'll, we'll put up a Twitter poll or something. Foxy McFox face. That. <laughs> if the internet has its way. Sure. That's what's going to happen. Yes. Uh, but we are still here. Uh, we still have, right? We still have John. Steve's still here because I'm his ride. So he ain't going anywhere till I go somewhere. I'd get a bus. <laughs> I'd, I I'd ride you halfway. <laughs> <laughs> I'd get a bus if I wanted to. <laughs> but uh, we are here, segment three, which means that it's time for beer number three. Yes. So I don't know who wants to talk about this third beer, right, John? I will be happy to talk about this third beer. Excellent. So, what do we got? What are we drinking? So for the so of our three beers, this will be a second. A two of three are going to be brewery brew pub only beers. Um, and this is this is actually a beer that used to be a wide release for Sly Fox, but um, as a sign of the times, um, this is more these days a uh, brewery brew pub only beer. Um, Dunkel Lager, uh, Sly Fox Dunkel Lager. There's no um, clever name or moniker with that. It's just Sly Fox Dunkel Lager, and it's Sly Fox's um, Dunkel Lager, 5.3% um, classic German-style dark lager. Um, and, um, you know, with, uh, with, with dark lagers like that, um, they have a really robust malt flavor. But it's still a clean finishing beer. It is, as I said, it was only 5.3%. So I believe Dunkel is German for dark. If you said that with confidence, I would totally believe you. Because I don't know either. I don't know. So I'm going to believe you. Yeah. Yeah, we'll go with that. (laughs) We'll go with that. So usually when I'm confident is when I... I, I do the opposite. I sound like I'm unsure ah, when I know. Makes sense. Makes sense. It makes no sense, but that's how I do it. So, um, so Dunkel Lager is, uh, is really a beloved style of, uh, of beer um, for Sly Fox fans and people that are familiar with Sly Fox. have been drinking our beers for, for decades now. Um, you know, people that come to our pubs and, and are familiar with all our, all our beers, they always look forward to to our Dunkel Lager, it, it's something that typically comes out this time of year, and really, I think a, a dark lager like this is really perfect for, you know, when the seasons are changing and um, the weather gets a little colder, and um, you have that um, you have that dark, a little bit a little bit of a darker beer flavor, but it's not you know not quite like a barrel aged stout or anything, but mm-hmm. it, it, it has those it has those elements without you know knocking you out. Has we, a thicker body and a bit more sweetness and stuff than comparable to like Hellas or something mm-hmm. like that. Like it's yes. definitely it fits the season for sure. Yeah, that but it doesn't m- have that like roasty, bitter character. Definitely like a yes. stout or the something r- like that. Robust it, malt presence. Is yeah, now. on the nose, it is definitely a, a very malty beer. Uh, this is definitely the maltiest of the three that we've had mm-hmm. on the show. Yeah, more malty and flavorful than you would find with an amber, mm-hmm. but like you know, John just said, not as. Uh, uh, roasty as you would with a porter or a stout sure, or right. even yeah. a brown. So mm-hmm. I like this beer quite a bit. I liked all the three beers, mm-hmm. but oh, yeah. this is the one like you're, I, if you came down to our location that's currently open, I would probably be drinking this right now. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, this and is a, this got a good classic flavor to it. 
Thank you. And one thing I can tell you is I know our brewing and production staff, these kind of beers, they absolutely love more than anything else. So, um, you know, there, there, there's something to be said for um, what kind of beers that brewers like to drink. Mm-hmm. And in general, and this is something, you know, I'm absolutely not a marketing first <laughs> kind of person, but I have kind of been telling people that Sly Fox is um, your favorite brewery's favorite brewery. So that's my little Ooh. attempt at marketing there. And, um, you know, I, and I stand by that. I, I have found in my travels, you know, doing sales across most of Pennsylvania that um, our, our beer is enjoyed by, you know, the people that make the um, milky hazy IPAs and, and stuff like that. I, many of times they have told me that they love um, Sly Fox's Pikeland Pills, Hellas Gold Lager. So that's kind of where I, where I adopted the idea that we're, we're your favorite brewery's favorite brewery. You know, that's, that's pretty good marketing, too. If you're looking to, uh, you know, get, get somebody to drink like their favorite uh, brewer, you know, you, right. you, just, you just have to get the brewers on board. You have to be able to get brewers that you can profile and be like, this is the brewer, you know, this brewer of your favorite Hazy Boy producer is also, the you know, they love their Pikeland Pills. He's keeping yeah. it real with Sly Fox. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you got to. It's like that whole celebrity thing. People want to do what, you know, ever, whatever goofy shit Gwyneth Paltrow is doing. You know. Stay out of the goop lab. <laughs> right. But, you know, people want to emulate their favorite person. So, you know. Seven comes to mind, and that's not. Well, not that. <laughs> no. Most people don't want to put their head in the box. but. <laughs> uh, it's funny, and I don't want to get too off track because I definitely want to get to the game and all that. Mm-hmm. But, um, like when I was initially hired um, and I went out to Pottstown, the main production facility to get to meet everybody and kind of get the feel for the company like in person, um, which was very cool of them to do. Um, going out after my shifts, I would sit at the bar because I'm out of town. What else am I going to do? Plus, I just want to drink all the beers. Mm-hmm. And uh, every day I would rotate through everything. So I wanted to make sure I hit everything. But I would always drink Pikeland pills every time, <laughs> um, every day. And pretty much everybody, like the other workers and stuff, they would come out and just be like, oh, yeah, no, it's everybody's favorite beer. Mm-hmm. Like everybody that works <laughs> that, there. That's the, I'm that's sure the there's exceptions. I know some people like some other things. But the, sure. I would say at least 80% of the Sly Fox employees, their favorite beer is Pikeland Pierce. Right on. Pills. I mean, I think that's been I, my, I love that beer. That's been my experience, too, as far as like a, a, a beer that stands out that's kind of unique in a lot of ways. That's, that is one beer that just is... It it kind of it's kind of hiding in plain sight. So we talked about it at the last podcast. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, um, I'll say though about this Dunkel, I'm enjoying it. I uh, yeah. okay, great. Hey, it's a good it's, feedback. <laughs> it's right down. It, no, it's right down the line of what I enjoy about Dunkels. It it it's definitely has that bigger multi body mm-hmm. than a pills. Because everybody's talking about Pikeland Pills. I don't like pills. <laughs> I want to talk about Dunkles. I like Dunkles. He said earlier he's not a brewer. So Yeah, that too. Yeah. I'm not a brewer, and I don't give a shit what brewers drink either. A lot of brewers drink hams. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? Quit it. That's true, actually. Quit it. You're being you know a- what you're getting. I think that's what <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know what the, you're getting, but like you're being a bad model. <laughs> It, it's like finding out the Rolling Stones, like listening to, you know, just like the SNES chip tune. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
I jam out to that once in a while. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it happens, but <laughs> it shouldn't be your favorite thing, not when you're the master of the <laughs> But, right. yeah, the Dunkel, I am, I'm enjoying a lot. It does have that nice robustness, and it's great. This is a beer that's great for this time. Absolutely. This is a definitely 100%. Oktoberfest through the winter type of beer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you said it's 5.3%, so... That is something that you can drink on for a long time. And again, because it's not overly roasty and bitter, it's not going to blow your palate out. It's something you can have a lot of. It's going to pair well with any kind of meat. Or possibly yes. something on the sweeter side of things. Yeah, we are drinking We are drinking <laughs> and eating something that's sweet. Somebody has prepared us the Cinnamon Toast Crunch version of Rice Krispie Squares. Is that yes. thing? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, um, so this was actually prepared at the um, at the Highline. Uh, I'm sorry, or at the Highline. This was prepared at the 300 location. Um, we got an awesome madman in the kitchen. His name's Isaac, and um, I don't even know if it was intended, but um, pretty much ever since we opened that place, we've had some kind of rice, like cereal rice crispy dessert offered um, on the menu, and it just so happened that this is the dessert we had today, and I just thought it would pair perfectly with the Dunkel Lager. With the cinnamon flavors, um, obviously going with those that, that little bit of robust malt backbone to this beer, I think that it pairs, I mean, absolutely perfectly. And it's, and it's notable, too, because you know, typically, um, maybe it's even more my preference, I really don't typically like to pair beer with sweet food, but... Uh, but this works, and this is a mm-hmm. rare situation where it does actually go well back and forth with each other. So, do you think it would work better if it was made with the graham crackers <laughs> and the malt, like mashed in? <laughs> um, you I don't think, have to actually. I, th- <laughs> I, just, I think this is as, this is as close as I want to get to that ever. <laughs> so I'll confirm. What Ryan is saying, and just to pull back the curtain, the reason why they were able to talk about the pills so much is because I turned down my mic to eat <laughs> some, of the, some of the square. Smart. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it, it really does pair perfectly because the, the beer accentuates those other flavors in it, and you get a nice bit of the cinnamon and everything. But it's not, uh, yeah, it's not overly, I don't know. It, I mean, it's sweet because it is a sweet treat. But it's not going to, like, blow you up the same way if it was just, like, a pastry dunkel, which I've never heard of. <laughs> if only That's we had a guy sitting at the table <laughs> that had the capability and capacity to do such things. I think I already John- stated would not do such a thing. But <laughs> right. Yeah, see that desserts, desserts stay desserts and beer stays beer. Yeah. I'm going to cut him a check he can't refuse. <laughs> I'm not putting cereal in the beer. <laughs> but... Yeah, it's a it's good pairing. It's good beer. Everything's good. Everything and, is good. Yeah. That's right. But uh, speaking of beer and pairings, we're going to do something that we haven't done in a long time. We're going to do the Pair Down. The Pair Down. And we're going to do it specifically because it's Thanksgiving time, so we're going to do it specifically for Thanksgiving foods. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm interested. Yeah. We... We have Ryan, who knows his way around marketing and servicing and pushing beers and, you know, letting people know how to drink and eat their beers together and all that. And we have John, who's a brewer, so he should know all about tasting notes. 
What's funny is that my family eats Mexican food for Thanksgiving. Great. So <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> awesome. It's been a tradition since I was very little, and I still <laughs> uphold it. And I think most of my family does, but I don't know if they all do anymore. But. Great. Yep. Then all maybe, right. I'll, maybe I'll throw one in for you. Maybe I'll ask what pairs with nachos, but yeah. <laughs> everything pairs with nachos. That's true. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thanksgiving yeah. beer goes with Corona, or well, yeah. Thanksgiving food goes with Corona. Yeah. <laughs> but the way we do the pair down is I'll give you something, and in this case, it'll be a Thanksgiving food, and you tell me what beer you think pairs best with that thing. And so we'll start out pretty easy. Something I love around Thanksgiving, and it's not Mexican food. I eat traditional Thanksgiving <laughs> foods. <laughs> but I love sweet potato casserole. And so I'm looking for what pairs best with sweet potato pa- casserole. Uh, I don't like sweet potatoes. It's like one of the few <laughs> foods I like. It actually makes me like nauseous. <laughs> I don't know what it is about it. Like there's so many foods as a kid that like as you mm-hmm. age, you're just like, no, these are fine. Like I like tomatoes and onions right. and stuff, but sweet potatoes are just one of those things I've just never gotten over. Um, yeah, give me one second to try to think. Then. Now, with, let, let me ask you this question. Uh-huh. With the sweet potato casserole, so how do you usually prepare your casserole? What, do, what sort of toppings do you typically put on, on yours? Just simple marshmallow. Marshmallow, do you put any sort of like a, like a crushed nut or anything like that no, on I, top? No, I don't do a crumble. No crumble? Okay. Just a nice toasted marshmallow on top. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, you have to ask that question. That is, I know, it's key. fair. Yeah, it's yes. fair. It, I actually just saw uh, the most recent Binging with Babish episode as compared to yes. whatever this <laughs> episode got released, <laughs> which Ryan looks very much like Binging with Babish. But <laughs> 100%. Yeah, but uh, he, he did a sweet potato casserole with a pecan crumble. And ah, now okay. the, real, the question was what, what show was or movie was that sweet potato casserole based on? It was Friends, yeah. Ah, gotcha. Okay, yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah. I don't remember the member. You know what? That's 10 seasons worth. I can't get you down yeah, to a cares? episode. <laughs> who fucking cares? It's 10 seasons of a show from the 90s. Who gives a shit what episode it was from? It just was. People from the 90s. <laughs> or people from the 90s. I don't care about that either. <laughs> I live in the now, son. <laughs> and right now, I need you to tell me what pair of the sweet potato casserole. <laughs> Ooh. Right. Uh, I'm going to say a porter. Mm-hmm. Um. I actually made a stout a long time ago with yucca, um, hmm. like, which I think is basically like a potato, like a yam. It, um, it's, I, I think like it's, it would, uh, it's more starchy and it's lighter, but. Yeah, it was like very starchy. I actually had to almost like filter it um, mm-hmm. as like years ago, whatever. Um, and it actually was good and it shouldn't have been, but it worked <laughs> somehow. And it was like a stout with yucca and galaxy hops. Like a Wow. I don't know mm. what I was thinking. Interesting. Um, but I, I don't want to go a stout with this because I feel like it might just be a little heavy on top of the sweet potato, which is already probably pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going off of the knowledge of that I haven't <laughs> had sweet potatoes in years. I do like sweet potato fries, but that feels different than like yeah. a dish of sweet potatoes. Yes. But yeah, I thought like a porter, I think that goes like it's also seasonal. So maybe yeah. that's just why it's do like, you, yeah, do you have a here. like a favorite porter that you would? Ooh, I don't off the top of my head. You can just say Lincoln Avenue. Lincoln Avenue? Yeah, that's, good. Uh, that's yeah, a great porter. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a good a, one. It's good awesome. choice. Yeah. Good choice. That. That's, a good, that's a good choice, Ron Pittsburgh. <laughs> it's a great porter. Ryan, did you have? 
So what is your pairing? What I was originally thinking, you know, uh, whenever you said basically it's just sweet potato, sweet potatoes baked with marshmallows on top. Mm-hmm. Originally, I was thinking, you know, maybe like a good, um, a good clean lager would go with that. With that, but um, I actually had a change of heart at the last second, and I thought that a uh, a very particular style I think would go well with it. And um, you know, although and this is kind of differ from what John said, where um, a thicker body beer I think will that would work for this uh, would be like a, a dark wheat beer, like a Dunkel Weiss. Mm. I think uh, because of the sweetness, when you're pairing food with with beer, you're you know, the basic, basic elements are comparing or contrasting. And I think in both situations, they're both going to kind of have a, a mouthfeel that, that leaves, that, that leaves flavor in your mouth after you've already eaten or drank. And then also it's going to have just a touch of sweetness to let you know that it's sweet and neither is going to be over top. So in this situation, I think both of them are complementary as opposed to contrasting. So that's, that's the direction I think I'd go. advice. Adam, did you have something you wanted to add? So I did, and it and it's uh, similar to what Ryan was saying, but instead I was just going to go for a classic Hefeweizen, mm. uh, but one that that tends more to the banana side of things rather than the clove side of things. Okay. Uh, again, going back to the kind of the compliment, but a little bit different, uh, and plus it's got that full body to it as well. Uh, I think that would complement the uh, the marshmallow side of things. So you're aim- you're aiming for like a fluffernut or sweet potato casserole. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay, fair enough. Well, you're all wrong. It, it, the answer is a beat is pecan brown. <laughs> My, that, that is a good yes. that is a good call. It, re- it, repa- it, wow. it replaces the crumble. <laughs> See, and it would have pecan. been the cheapest craft beer, you, seasonal craft beer you could buy. Probably. <laughs> yep. <laughs> On to our next pairing, though. All right. So everybody loves sweet potatoes, except for John. Yeah, sorry. So maybe we can find something that he does like. Oh, I don't like them either. I think they're fat carrots. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't think they kind of taste like carrots? No. Without no. the marshmallows. No. No. I think they have. A, I think like a, like maybe a, you're like, getting them prepared wrong. <laughs> no, I think like if you have carrots in like a, a chicken noodle soup or something mm-hmm. where they're mush. Mm-hmm. And then you ah, okay. Bet, that's it's. It's the same. I don't like cooked carrots, yes. so yeah, I can. S- okay, see texturally, that maybe. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah all right. I'll buy that. that all right. Yeah. Fair Moving enough. on. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, how do you guys feel about cranberry sauce, though? Mm. I like cranberries. I don't know the last time I had cranberry sauce. <laughs> Say, is and it, this is probably because my family not eating traditional Thanksgiving. Right. Food. Yeah, because <laughs> what other like, time of the year are you going to eat it? Yeah, because for Christmas, we would kind of eat what you would think of for Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. but we didn't do. Cranberry sausage, just yeah. wasn't something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So we did stuffing. But, okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. So yeah. if we do stuffing, I'll maybe we'll talk about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Adam, to your question, I know what you're about to ask. No, I'm talking about that big old slab that slides out the can. Ah, uh, cranberry sauce a la Bart. Yeah. Mm, okay. <laughs> yes, I'm talking about the cranberry sauce with ridges. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think I have an idea. Okay. If you want to share your idea, maybe it'll spark others. I'm gonna go with a lime goza. Okay. Huh. Interesting. I'm go with a lime goza. Interesting. A little tart on tart. <laughs> and and once you're done with the cranberry sauce, you can pivot right over to the Mexican dinner. Yeah. That, have that, yourself a time. <laughs> yeah, that works. <laughs> you're giving John ideas of how to have cranberry sauce with his Mexican dinner. <laughs> yeah. I just yeah. got to incorporate the lime goza as a bridge. <laughs> it's fine. Everybody will cross that bridge. Yeah. We'll all have a good time. 
Mm. Ryan, did you have one? I mean, I, I, my mind's racing a little bit, and I guess I'll just, I'll just deconstruct, I guess, where I'm at. And typically, you know, any time that any kind of cranberry is involved in my anything I eat Thanksgiving would be like a certain burrito that is made like with Thanksgiving stuff inside of it. And then mm -hmm. there's the mm -hmm. cranberry stuff on top. But and I like it, you know, I figure, you know, and stuff like that with like salty, sweet stuff like that. I figure if that's the way the chef intended it to be eaten, then I will, you know, I will eat a bite with every element of every ingredient in each bite as if I can. But to isolate the <clears throat> to isolate the cranberry sauce just by itself, my first thought would have been like a fruited wheat, but obviously I think that's a little bit of an easy, easy way out at this point mm -hmm. um, based on the fact that, you know, I did a dark wheat last time. <laughs> the man likes his wheat beers. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, knew we were friends for a reason. <laughs> um, so I, I actually think um, I'll, I'll kind of only take a half step away from that and say um, a, a Belgian wit or um, or maybe even a, a grisette would go well with that ooh, because, ooh. Um, you know, uh, grisette beers are, are kind of like they start off like start off kind of like Belgian wheat beers and kind of finish dry like Saison. So I, I could imagine that being an, an interesting um, an interesting whirlwind of flavor that that goes on. Um, if you're eating cranberry sauce and then you decide to drink a Saison in between <laughs> bites of cranberry sauce, I think that would, I, I'd be really interested to try that. All right. All right. John? Uh, I just said I don't know the last time I had cranberry sauce. And the more I think of it, I don't know if I've ever had cranberry <laughs> sauce. Well done. So well done. my guess, <laughs> I'm doing great, I know. Um, <laughs> It's just like a lager, just like a clean something crisp, I think would go with like the tartness and like a little dry. Um, so I could kind of see where you were kind of going with like a wet or something. Yeah, that's, that's like what I was Like on the Belgian side, that's a little bit more dry, a finish, um, or like a Saison. But yeah, I, I'm just going to go with that clean, straightforward lager, just All easy right. drinking. All right. Yeah, cleanse the palate on, uh, after mm -hmm. each bite. I like yeah. that idea. And I think the, the tartness of the cranberry would cut through because there's not a whole lot you're fighting against, but I think right. it would like enhance that tartness and just like bring it out. So gotcha. that's, that's gotcha. what I'm going for. It, did you have any like specific, either you or Ryan, did you have a specific beer that's on your mind that you would throw that way? Well, um, Ryan Geist makes a grisette. It's called Table Beer, and ah. it is it's delicious. It is, um, you know, one of the things about grisettes is that it's obviously – it's an ancient style of beer, but unlike most of the other ancient styles of beer where there's a, you know, like a classic contemporary that people can kind of measure their, uh, whatever their impression of it against, there's no grisette from back in the day. So this is a beer that was suddenly resurrected mm -hmm. fairly recently, and it's really neat to try and uh, see all the, you know, kind of the the difference between all the different breweries that, that'll make them. And because... You know, some people lean it. Some people, it's almost a, a, a sour beer, and sometimes it's a it's a Belgian wit beer, and, and sometimes it's almost like a German Hefeweizen. And um, I think Rheingeist does a good job of balancing it out, starting it off with that bubblegum sweetness that you get from a Belgian wit, and then on finishing with that dry, um, those dry kind of um, yeast notes that you'd expect from a saison. Okay. So, all right, yeah. 
Sounds like a good suggestion. Yeah, I can do. Too bad you're all wrong again. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is a gloop glop from 450 North, and then you have to decide which one is which. <laughs> you have to figure out which one is actually the cranberry sauce. <laughs> Your next pairing, though, the all-important turkey. Everybody loves turkey except for John. <laughs> it's true. I'm vegetarian. So, <laughs> to, tofurkey. Tofurkey. Yep. <laughs> now, I do have a question, though. What is, if that, if tofu turkey is tofurkey, what is tofu duck? Tuck. Uh, <laughs> this is a, this is a family show. <laughs> I'm just asking the question. I didn't ask him, I don't want anybody to answer it, but. I don't have an answer. I don't it's thought-provoking. Thought what, it, what if it's a blend of duck and female sheep? Then it's toe-fuck you. <laughs> I hate you so much right now. I'm awesome. <laughs> so I, much. I like you more than I've ever liked you. <laughs> <laughs> that was, off, uh, that was yeah. off the cuff, too. That was impressive. Turkey. Yes. Fan of it? You've had it? I have. Yeah. Fell asleep afterwards. Fair enough. Pretty good. What would you pair? Are you going to go with something heavy that'll make you sleep even more, or would you go something light to try to stave it off? I know exactly what I'm having. What's that? Cold Drip City by Spoonwood. Yeah. Because it's got that coffee, goosey a little bit, but it's still got that little bit of a lightness, so it's not going to drag you down. Cold Drip City. Spoonwood. Fight off the sleeps. Get at me. Yeah. I don't know. I like it. I like it. John, if you have yeah. a to, if you have a two furky, I got an answer. Uh, okay. I haven't. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm so bad at this game. Um, <laughs> just because yeah, I haven't had turkey in ten plus years, I'll say from one from Hot Farm that I think would work with turkey because everybody said it worked really well with turkey and it made total sense. Uh, we made cranberry sauce. It was a cranberry sour, like kettle oh, sour with cranberry. Mm, yeah, uh, it was very good. I never had it with turkey, but it was. Uh, one of, I think, the better beers we made there. Um, it was mm -hmm. a very good beer. Uh, we did some barrel ages of it, and it was awesome. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I think that would pair very well with turkey. Awesome. Awesome. So. Ryan, do you have a pairing? Yeah, and I think I'm, I'm going to go in a direction, you know, I wouldn't expect myself to go into, but um, I am thinking, assuming it's turkey with turkey gravy. Um, actually, it, it'll work either way, but I think... It's it, Thanksgiving's once a year. This isn't beer I drink all year round. But I think a good old Southern Tier Pumpkin would mm. go with mm. Mm. some good roasted turkey. I'll buy that. I'll get into that. I'm not, not against it. Not Where against am it. I? Yeah, not against it. Not every day. Because that would, that would also lead into dessert as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Leads into yeah. dessert. So if you're, if you're a pumpkin pie house, then yeah, it, go, it goes all right. This is a pumpkin pie house. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even if you're not a pumpkin pie house, a pumpkin will pair pretty well with an apple pie, too. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, of course, yeah. you have three or four of them. They'll pair with anything. Right. <laughs> They'll pair with another one. <laughs> yeah. I've seen it happen before. Yeah. <laughs> They'll pair with a warlock. How about that? <laughs> But, okay, yeah. Uh, you know what? I don't have a funny thing to say at the end of this. Oh, we did good, huh? <laughs> yeah. So, we did good. Yeah, so I actually will disagree with Adam. I was <laughs> thinking about, yeah, I drink, I drink some coffee too. Fucking turkey makes me sleepy. Right? <laughs> so, all right. Our final one. 
And uh, I'll I'll tailor this one to John. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> doing some heavy lifting tonight, man. What would you pair with Thanksgiving bean enchiladas? <laughs> oh, Beano with oh with the green relleno sauce. Ooh, yes, that's yeah. the green relleno. Yes, that that changes things a little bit. Green peppers, yeah, not not just the not just the red sauce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, John, you're. I'm gonna just going go, with my first instinct. You're gonna have to go first on this um, one. <laughs> I mean, it's real easy to say, like, IPAs, because they just go with spicy food mm-hmm. and enhances that. But I think I'm going to go with, like, a golden ale or, like, a cream ale, mm. something like that. Like, not quite a lager, like, a little bit more body and, like, brightness, like, floralness to it. Yeah. But I think uh, something like, yeah, like a golden ale. Like, I'm specifically thinking of, um, like, Victory uh, Summer Love. Okay. Uh, to All me, right. I think would just pair, like, really nice. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Who wants to go next? Who has an idea? <laughs> well, I had an idea, and then you had to throw the sauce in there. Because it's, it, it's green bean. Get it? It's green bean casserole, like the enchilada <sighs> casserole. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> wrong, but not wrong. All right. I think I do have one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, uh, it's from Four Points. Oh. It's their Sour Cerveza. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Great brewery. Yeah, great brewery, great beer. Yeah, it's a good answer. I, uh, I've only had it once. Yeah. I hope they bring it back. Uh, sure they will. Hint, hint. <laughs> well, hey, Adam put up a status on Twitter asking what to bring back. You didn't take your chance to put that down. I, I missed it. <laughs> I missed it. I was working or something or okay. sleeping, possibly both. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, Sour Cerveza. All right. Yeah. Down to you, Ryan. So, to be clear, you're asking me about green bean casserole? I'm asking about green enchiladas. Green enchiladas. Okay, yeah. that, okay, that's actually what I thought. Yeah, okay. no, it's, yeah. <laughs> the, gotcha. the enchiladas are bean, and then the sauce is the green relleno sauce, but it's, you know, like green beans. <laughs> admittedly, this, I mean, just to kind of sidetrack a little bit, and I, I think, you know, admittedly, it's, it's a guilty pleasure a little bit, but, I mean, some of the best food pairings and beer pairings, honest to goodness, just in general, is is any kind of Mexican food with any of like the big brand cerveza lagers. Those are just, I mean, the, the, I, I could do that all day. Um, so what immediately came to mind was um, Negro Modelo mm-hmm. um, with that. But I, I, again, I think that's a little bit uh, maybe too easy. Yeah, it's too easy um, too on the next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so, um and the next thought, honestly, the next thought would have been, um, you know, maybe even the, this Dunkel Lager here. But again, I think that's too similar to Modelo. Because this style hasn't got much love tonight at all, I'll throw it in there um, just to perk whoever's ears listening that hasn't heard it yet. I'll, I'll drink an IPA with it. <laughs> <laughs> you get a jump on that grenade, huh? <laughs> uh, sure, yeah. I mean... Whoever's been listening that long and waiting, here it is. <laughs> IPA. <laughs> it's in there, all right? <laughs> did, you, did you happen to have just, I mean, of the thousands upon thousands out there, did you happen to have one, though, that you can yes. narrow it down? Okay. Victory Hop Devil IPA. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. It has all a small right. backbone, um, and it's not a... a, a monochromatic style of an IPA it has depth to it. I think there's even a British hop in there or something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, definitely that, uh, that actually just came up on an episode of, uh, Halloween is forever. 
where okay. uh, Brian was talking about his time in Austria, and he was at an Austrian brewery, mm-hmm. and they had all traditional Austrian style beers, and then one tap for Hop Devil. <laughs> that's, that's really insane. weird. Yeah, <laughs> that's so weird. Yeah, apparently the brewer was studying in America, mm-hmm. and had Hop Devil. And it inspired him to become a brewer. And <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah. That's awesome. That's cool. So he get, he keeps it on tap over in Austria. That's awesome. So yeah, go find that. <laughs> but crazy. all right, I think we did some work. I think people have some good ideas for Thanksgiving, whether they're traditional or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and if all else fails, go get yourself a Pikeland Pills. Or a Dunkel Lager. Or a Dunkel Lager. Yeah. If you're if you're like me, <laughs> why not both? Nah, because sometimes you're like me and you don't like pills. <laughs> That's why. <it's laughs> well, I do. <laughs> but I do like this dongle lager. So we'll come back to that. Thank you. And uh, yeah, it's a fairly down the middle dongle. There's nothing like no bells and whistles on it. Nothing that's going to surprise you, but hey, it's still good and it's still well made. So yeah, it's malty. It's got that nice copper color to it. It's exactly what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there is a lot to be said about that. Yeah, and on top of it all, it's 5.3, so you can put a bunch down around Thanksgiving time if you need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I found this beer very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah, I'm glad this one, this one made the cut for the show. Thank you, guys. No, I, I'm dying to interject really quick, and I, I just want to mention that you know, beers like this Dunkel Lager is exactly what you know, Sly Fox is as a brewery. We want to make beers, I think we do make beers, that people enjoy and you can have you know more than two of mm-hmm. and um it's it's not something that you have this tremendous amount of fuss over it's just something that it tastes good and you drink it and there's just there is a whole different experience to craft beer that i think a lot of people haven't even really understood yet of like what it's like to drink like six or seven of the same beer that has i mean it has flavor but these flavors are subtle and you dance with that flavor throughout the night as you're on beer four and five and mm-hmm. i mean that's a completely different way to experience beer i think craft beer has proliferated to the point where no longer is it really even appropriate to say you know i drink craft beer that'd be like saying i listen to music um <laughs> you know nobody says that's like what kind of music do you listen to and what kind of craft beer do you drink and i think that there's enough different ways to experience craft beer, you know, whether, you know, to continue with the music analogy, whether it's sitting down in the man cave and putting on a vinyl and, you know, really listening to that song and hearing every element and picking every, every layer of every instrument, you know, versus sometimes you're in your car and your way to work and you just have music on in the background and it serves a purpose, but you're not really uh, cognitively just kind of staring at it. Um, so and I think beer is that same way. And, um, you know, I, I think that there's a time and a place for, you know, beers that you want to uh, sit around w- with friends and ask, you know, which w- stick your finger up in the air like Cornelius and see which way the wind was blowing when the hops were grown. <laughs> and, you know, there's other times where it's just like, just give me a beer. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I think that there's a whole lot of noise with certain certain styles of beers out there that, not a whole lot of drinking is going on relative to the to the attention, mm-hmm. and um, you know I, I like to think that these these classic styles, these drinkable, approachable styles, you know, there's there's a little bit less fussing going on, and there's a little bit more drinking going on. That's that, and I love that. So I think a lot of people, when they think about it, they love it too. So fair enough. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. I think the the classic styles they have a certain subtlety that commands, you know, attention. So. 
and you you have to expect it if you know that they're a classic style. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Uh, with that, though, we're going to go into the podium, and we're going to rank all three of the beers that we had tonight. I mean, Ryan and John, you're going to go last because these are yours. These are yeah. your products. These are your babies. <laughs> uh, but, Adam, can you go first, or do you want me to? I would prefer that you did because I've got two that, I, uh, that are still fighting. Gotcha. For me, I enjoyed all the beers we had tonight. I will say, though, I'm going to put in bronze the well-intentioned wit. It had some good intentions, but they just weren't good enough. Ah. <laughs> but no, it's a, it's a good beer. My, my only problem with it is it's more of a springtime beer. It's, you know, it's definitely like a, it's a fall, you know, it's a fall through the summer. And then you got to kind of put it away for the fall. <laughs> it's just, it's too bright. But, it, it, you know, the brightness and the floralness, all of that works. You know, it's easy drinking. And, you know, it, it does have those subtleties that you have to kind of look for, you know, what the flavor profile is. Now, I don't know if this beer is going to change in the future because um, it was made with the 2021 blend of Pink Boots hops. Maybe it's something that changes as those blends change. But, um, yeah, otherwise, good beer. I enjoyed it. But it's bronze. Silver, I'm going to give to the Hoppy Lager. Uh, it's harder for me to kind of choose that one to go there, but I will. I think it's a really great beer for anybody who's trying to get into craft beer who somehow is still just in the wastelands of macro. Like, man, what are you doing? <laughs> get with the times. Yeah, or if you're like... I don't know, 21, and you're, for some reason, started with seltzer. <laughs> but you want to try beer. <laughs> you know, this is also a good, this is a good introductory rather than having to go into the wastelands of macro. But, yeah, it has a nice full body to it. It has great hoppiness to it. It, it accentuates all of the aspects of beer, you know, with the exception of yeast. You know, that's more for a, for a Belgian or a Hefeweizen, something like that. But otherwise, yeah. Great flavors all around and great aromas on it. Good beer, but gold goes to the traditional Dunkel lager because I really like Dunkels. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a Dunkel. <laughs> so it's hard to say, you know, no, <laughs> because it does everything right and just is what it's supposed to be. <laughs> I can appreciate that. Yeah. 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 Also, you can drink a bunch of them too. Yes, you can. <laughs> oh, yeah. Adam, ranks? So, yes. Uh, and, and your ranking kind of spurned a thought in me that, that settled everything out. Uh, and and I'll, I'll echo what Steve said. All of these were good beers tonight. Uh, there wasn't a bad one in a bunch. Uh, but I believe I'm going to have to go with the, uh, the dog wheel hunt in the bronze medal position. Uh, in terms of can art, that's a gold medal far and away. <laughs> I love that can art. <laughs> it's great. Yes, it does have the best can art. <laughs> it does. It does. Uh, but I enjoyed that beer. Um, the one thing was, it is a hoppy lager, so it absolutely called it shot, especially on the nose. Uh, but it's, it's especially hoppy on the nose. Uh, and me being not necessarily a hoppy beer drinker, uh, it's good for those that enjoy that. Uh, but for me, eh, I, didn't, I didn't love that. But uh, it is good for what it is. It is good for the style. Uh, the well-intentioned wit, that goes into silver medal position. And I'm going to disagree with Steve a little bit. Uh, he kind of disparaged it a little bit, saying this is the wrong time of year to have such a bright beer. I disagree. 
Whatever. It's never the wrong time of year to have a bright beer that gives you hope. It's always good to have hope. Ew. And I... What? Thanks, Obama. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. <laughs> Trying to be uplifting here. And that beer, it, it kind of felt like it, you know, you know, popped you up a little bit, propped you up. And I like that. Well-intentioned. It was well-intentioned. That's <laughs> right. Don't you start. <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, uh, yeah, that Dunkel's, that Dunkel's going to win. It it called it shot exactly what it's supposed to be. Nice dark dark lager, uh, good beer, good anytime beer. Uh, but it is a little bit better for this time of year. Yes, I know I'm kind of contradicting myself just a little bit with that. But uh, yeah, that dunkle is really good. Fair enough. Give me more of that. <laughs> Gold walking away. <laughs> uh, usually we go to the brewer last on these shows, but John, since you haven't actually. Brewed these beers yet? I mean, yeah. but we we do want your feelings on what will you eventually you'll brew one of these in the future. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I can get my. Um, I actually share the exact same tier list as has already been said. Um, so for me, bronze would be well intentioned. What? I'm just gonna run through them real quick. Yeah. Silver would be Dogwell Hunt, and gold is Dunkel Lager. Lager. Jeez. Um, I feel like you guys have said a lot about them, but I pretty much agree. Dunkel Lager is just perfect for this time of year. Mm -hmm. It's like fall. It's just kind of got cold the last couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. um, it's like Dunkel's, Brown Ale. So it's just like this is their time to shine. Like, mm -hmm. um, and it's a great beer. I would drink it year round, but it's just perfect right now. Um, the Hoppy Lager, Dog Will Hunt. Um, I definitely drank quite a bit of it. I really liked that too. Um, those could be turned, I guess, depending on my mood, but right now it's the dunkel. <laughs> um, and the well-intentioned wit, I think, is really good, too. Um, I think the Pink Boot Society is awesome, and it's cool um, to do a beer with, the, like, blend every year and all. Um, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, it's a great wit. Um, you can taste the spicy, peppery character of the yeast underneath of it. Um, it's got a really smooth, like, thick but not heavy mouthfeel. Um, I think it's very well executed, but, yeah, it's kind of the same. It's... Not the same, but yeah, I would put it in my bronze compared to the other two. But I think it's a great beer too. So gotcha. yeah, that's that's my three. And Ryan, we come to you last because this is your second time on the show, and you have to push these all of the time. So you're around these beers more than anybody so far. So <laughs> right. Um, well, uh, that, that's a good observation. However, I, I appreciate you guys letting us go so far off the beaten path and um, featuring some beers tonight that. These are never beers that get to be featured much anywhere ever. So uh, this this was great. <laughs> Look, we um, did milk pours and pickle beers with East End. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are way okay just <laughs> sending us some down now the you middle. See, you see the ethos in the world that I live in that I consider this off the beat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, you, sent, you sent us some real softballs this week, so <laughs> we're good with that. To me, yes. this is like, is this even English? Um, so, I, so what you guys forced me to do is, you know, being the last voter and knowing your guys' votes, um, if I were to pick anything – other than Dunkel Lager for, for gold, it would be a protest vote at this point. <laughs> I, w what I appreciate is, you know, maybe I, I don't know what the statistics are on Hop Nation USA, but I don't know how many consensus golds there are out there, but I am, uh, I'm, I'm interested in, in, you know, helping Sly Fox become uh, <laughs> a unanimous gold. So, 
Um, and, and honestly, you know, I, I really, I could put this list in any order, honestly. I, I love all three of these beers and, you know, I mean, it's totally unbiased, of course, but um, I, I was really leaning toward well-intentioned wit um, as my number one, just because it, I mean, yeah, I think beer, what's so cool about beer is it's like, it, it's, it's an, it's a consumable art almost. And, um, it, you know, with, with the subtleties in the flavor of beer, um, it, it really all, a lot of it has to do with like kind of where you're at and, and how, how that beer hits you while you're at where you're at in your life at that time. And, um, I just have a, for whatever reason, I have a really fond memory of, trying that beer for the first time and just being totally blown away by it. An unexpected, uh, awesome beer that just came my way. And that, that usually doesn't happen. Usually, you know, with my job, I hear about the idea of a beer first and then it gets flushed out. And then the last thing I do is try the beer after I know every other detail about the beer. <laughs> but for, because that beer was kind of the reverse for me, like that, that really was a, a, an interesting uh, experience. So, um, <clears throat> But with that said, um, I, I think that that's my bronze too, um, you know, because uh, those other two beers are just so great. I mean, that well-intentioned wit would be gold amongst a lot of other beers. But um, these two lagers, um, which is, you know, what Sly Fox really loves doing. You know, I, I, think, uh, I think I am going to jam things up. I'm, I'm going to put Dunkel Lager as my, as my silver. Um, <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I have to. I mean, I I, I absolutely love Dunkel Lager, and um, I don't know how much I'm doing this to be contrarian versus how much I'm doing it because I love <laughs> um, the Dogwell Hunt. But uh, I mean, obviously, I think Dogwell Hunt is it it deserves some some attention for its uniqueness um, to to carve out kind of a another new kind of lager that you haven't had before. I mean, Dunkel Lager is a tried and true style that has been brewed for, I don't know, probably hundreds and hundreds of years <laughs> at this point. And uh, we our, our impression of it is fantastic. But, um, you know, similar to like Chopped, you got to give points to creativity. So that's why I put, I'll put Dogwell Hunt. You know uh, what? Yeah, cool. I like I like that reasoning. Yeah, I do too. There there are there have been hundreds upon thousands of dunkles in the world. Mm -hmm. Just the same as yeah, you can brew a decent Kolsch style here in America, but will it compare to a Reisdorf? Uh, Maybe fair. not. Fair. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's a, it's a good impression mm -hmm. what you're saying, but yeah, will it compare to the best one that you could get like in Germany? But yeah, the hoppy lager is unique to you know America in a, in that way. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I'm not going to change my rankings. I just appreciate what you said. <laughs> <laughs> there are no wrong answers. In yeah, the there's rankings. no wrong answers. It's all subjective. And, you know, like Ryan was saying, it's subjective to when you're drinking it. Absolutely. If this was fucking May, I don't right. think I would put the dunkle in gold. Possibly not. <laughs> Possibly like, not. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's too hot for this. What do you do? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, uh, with that, though, uh, Ryan, John, why don't you guys continue on and promote Sly Fox, the websites, the social media, Anything else you want to say about the new facility, all of that, uh, now's your time. Awesome. No, well, thank you guys for having us um, mm -hmm. on your platform, and, you know, it, it means a lot. We appreciate it. And, um, you know, the whole, the whole reason behind, um, behind Sly Fox is, is just sharing the message of, you know, approachable, drinkable beers. A lot of people think, I, you know, a lot of people think craft beers are 
super hoppy, bitter IPAs, and there's just so much more to it than that. Um, and, um, you know, it, it, with the uniqueness of our venue that we're going to have open here at the High Line, um, I think that's enough of a draw. And now that we'll, we will have your attention, we'd, we'd love to show you what um, the kind of the other side of, of, of craft beer is and kind of kind of the next level of, of craft beer. Um, th this, is, this is just stuff that we're, we're so excited about. Um, you know, having, having a beer that has subtlety in the flavor and it doesn't beat you over the head with some singular flavor, there's just, it, it's, it, it's just got a lot going on. It's just got a lot going on and I, and I, I appreciate it. I'm glad I get to be a part of it. And um, so we have, um, we have Cyfox beer uh, com is our main website. Um, <clears throat> we couldn't use slyfox.com. There is a awesome uh, one-hit wonder from the 80s uh, that occupies that. They're just squatting on it for the day that maybe they can come back. <laughs> right. Yeah, so uh, so we're slyfoxbeer.com. Um, we also have um, Twitter, Instagram, um, and uh, Facebook handles that are all the same, slyfoxbeer. Uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, does have its own unique um, social media platforms too. We have a Pittsburgh Tap Room Facebook page. We have a Pittsburgh Tap Room uh, Instagram page, and we also have um, kind of more uh, towards what I do. The uh, Twitter is more distribution based, so like the basically the promotional stuff that I'll do with our um, with our retail partners. Um, that's where you can find, and that's that's Sly Fox PGH at Sly Fox PGH. Um, and, uh, and my, also my personal uh, Instagram, you can kind of see where I go. I cover almost the entire state of Pennsylvania. I don't go to Lehigh Valley. I don't go to Wilkes-Barre Scranton. I don't go to Philadelphia. I don't go to Lancaster. But everywhere else, pretty much, <laughs> you can find me on the weekends sampling beer um, at uh, Ryan Hirschman 17 on, uh, on Instagram. Yeah. And Brian's always out there, so. <laughs> Appreciate that. I think you covered all of the Sly Fox social media. Um, I don't know why anybody would want to go to my personal page. It's probably just pictures of my cat. <laughs> go on. Um, those are pretty, <laughs> you know, I've heard those I are pretty popular on the internet. So <laughs> She's super cute, and he's, he's cool, too. Um, yeah, whatever. It's Cheese Teeth. Um, that's my social Fair media enough. for Instagram. <laughs> all uh, right. It's my. I do a one-man band, um, so I changed all my social media stuff to be that, even though I don't promote it or do anything with it. But, uh, yeah, whatever. If you want to look it up, I don't know why you... But, yeah, there's a picture <laughs> of my torty cat. That's probably 90% of the pictures. So there you go. Maybe I'll post some Sly Fox <laughs> stuff in the future. But right now, that's it. You're about to feel the Hop Nation USA effect. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> Please be nice. If you say anything mean, I'm just going to block you and delete you. But I mean, this is a good chance you, you might pick up some followers. <laughs> if, like, we, weekly recap and general listening. They, oh, yeah. Yeah, they could follow you. They like cats. Yeah. Who doesn't really? like cats? Yeah, cats are popular. I post like three times a year. That's a lot, right? <laughs> <laughs> But, all right. Well, if you want to find us on social media, all you have to do is search Hop Nation USA. That'll get you Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you want to listen to brand new episodes of the Hop Nation USA podcast every Friday, as you should, then search Hop Nation USA in your favorite podcatcher, like Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, anything that starts in pod and ends in cast. We're on all of those platforms. And if you're on any of those platforms, leave a five-star review because... We are a 442-star show, but they only let us use five. 
442 stars. 442? Lime green? <sighs> I don't know Primus that well. <laughs> it's on the can. We <laughs> talked about it earlier. It's they fine. do suck. So. Yeah, it's true. Primus sucks. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not mad at it. I'm just, <laughs> I just don't get it. <laughs> You're not in on the joke. <laughs> no, I'm not. They do the South Park theme song. I know that. Oh, I know, I know that. All right, cool. I know that, and I know why known as Big Brown Beaver. But yeah, I guess that's a bigger crime than me not knowing Primus references. <laughs> that's okay. That's Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. We're still friends. Yeah. But uh, yeah, thanks again to Ryan and John and Kyle and Mike, who wasn't on the mic tonight, but... Yeah, Moral support. Mic. Yeah, yes. <laughs> but he makes all the ends meet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big shout out to him. Yeah, but thanks yeah. to all you guys for having us on again. And uh, you know, uh, in the future, when this place opens, legit for real, you'll have somewhere on the south side to come drink traditional lagers at. Yes. That doesn't have problematic clientele. That's right. We can <laughs> and managers. We can drink like adults here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we so, can relax. Yeah, so you'll have a, you'll have one place on this end of the south side, or you can, you know you can go to Homestead for more traditional loggers, <laughs> but there's one place that you can skip. <laughs> and on that note, thank you for listening, everybody. Yes, we'll be back next week. We might just be on the road. We're still on the road next week, and it's a big episode because it's the episode for the brewery that we've been to the most. Road dogs, keep Ro- on rolling. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye.